Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special mini edition of the Gravel Ride podcast. I'm your host, Craig Dalton. This week on the podcast, we've got a special mini edition with Jim Cummings, founder of the Dirty Kanza. Dirty Kanza announced this weekend that they're postponing the race until September this year. While at this point in the pandemic, that's probably not unexpected. Putting it in September does put it smack dab in the middle of a very busy fall calendar. If we're lucky enough to be racing by then, I think a lot of us are going to have some tricky choices as to where we want to peak our fitness for. There's only a certain number of weekends throughout the fall, and all the top races in the world are going to be dropping in this fall for you to decide where to go. So I wanted to catch up with Jim and just get his thoughts. I know they thought long and hard about that September 12th weekend date. However, it does conflict on the mountain bike calendar, specifically with the U.S. Marathon Championships, as well as some other smaller events. As we've talked about before on the podcast, many small communities rely on the economic impact of these events. So any event that's getting supplanted by another bigger event is going to be a little bit in trouble. So there's certainly no right or wrong answer where you spend your fall, but consider the smaller events as well as the bigger events, just to make sure that all the event organizers are going to be around in 2021 as we hopefully get back to a more distributed gravel cycling scene. I also invited some friends of the pod and professional athletes to get their take. So while for the amateur athlete, it may just be a decision where they want to take a vacation and ride, for professional athletes, it becomes a little bit more complicated. They have sponsor obligations and commitments to other elements of the sport that they need to contend with. So a September date is going to be very interesting. So with that said, let's jump into my conversation with Jim, which is going to be followed by some voicemails from six or seven athletes around the country who were planning on attending DK in May and now are deciding whether September will fit into their schedule. Jim, welcome to the show. Well, uh, Craig, thanks for having me on. This is a real, real pleasure to be here. Well, I appreciate that. I've had a number of members of your team on earlier in the year, but about an hour ago, you made a very important announcement about the 2020 Dirty Kanza. Can you just kind of walk through what that announcement was? Uh, yes. So uh, a bottom line is uh, we're going to uh, postpone the event uh, to the weekend of, uh, of September 12th. Yeah, so that's, you know, obviously, I know you guys had set the tone that there would be announcement forthcoming. And I think it makes sense for you guys to basically just have continued to absorb information from your city and local governments, the the state government, etc, about, you know, what the current state of affairs was. Was there something that that sort of came to mind in recent days that said, we really got to postpone this thing? Well, uh you know, we've, we've been looking at this hard uh, for uh, at least for the last four weeks, uh, you know, and, and as you know, uh, this, this situation changes by the day, if not by the hour. And um, uh, we've been in communication with uh, our health and uh, health officials in Lyon County, uh, emergency responders, uh, not only in Lyon County, but in the counties uh, that uh, are directly affected by Dirty Kansas. We've, we've been in contact at the state level. Um, we've been uh, talking to 
um, you know, partners and, and sponsors and, uh, and just, and looking at the, uh, the national race calendar and, and, uh, just trying to figure out, uh, what uh, potential contingencies were, um, and then analyzing each of those potential contingencies, uh, you know, to the finest detail that you can imagine, um, and just trying to ascertain uh, which of those contingencies offered, you know, the, the best uh, solution. And uh, yeah, a, a great deal of thought, uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears uh, have gone into this decision. Yeah, I know there's just a, a lot of different stakeholders in an event the size of Dirty Kanza. I've been speaking with a number of event organizers who are kind of rescheduling their events or thinking about later season events and if they'll happen and what their contingency plans are. You know, one of the big things that that you deal with with the city of Emporia is you've created this great economic opportunity for all the businesses. And I know, I imagine you guys really wanted to plow forward with as early as date as possible just to help them as they're clearly going to be struggling through this pandemic. But at the end of the day, I imagine they're there's some solace in this September date being on the calendar. So if the world allows us to go race and get together, the businesses can reap that economic opportunity. Uh, that, that's very, very true. And, you know, you, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, I mean, our, our objective was to uh, find a, a new date that was as early in the calendar as possible. And uh, quite honestly, there's no guarantee that this thing's going to be over in September. And, you know, and so, um, you know, as we're looking at dates, you know, the, the, uh, the, one of the first questions that we had to answer was, you know, how far out do we need to push? Um, and, uh, you know, the, the closer or the, you know, the earlier dates, uh, ha- had a greater risk associated with them. Um, another thing that we were faced with that, uh, people wouldn't have any way of, uh, of knowing this is that uh, our um, county emergency response uh, team, uh, they're going through an entire uh, radio systems upgrade uh, in July and possibly extending into August. And so they just flat told us this event will not happen. If it doesn't happen on May 30th, which it's not going to, uh, it cannot happen before uh, mid-August, period. And so that, you know, that pushed us uh, out there ways. And then, um, uh, you know, an already very busy race calendar has uh, been compressed by, you know, (laughs) uh, 10 times fold. Um, So you've got all all these events that are now looking to be rescheduled. And uh, there's a very limited number of uh, weekends that are even available. Yeah, I think it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting fall for a lot of athletes. I think for the for the recreational athlete, I've and you know I throw myself in this category. You know, we typically are going to pick one or two big races in the year, and and I'm sure there's someone who picked Dirty Kanza and then also something else in September, unknowing that they would fall in the same same calendar month, but. I think the bigger challenge may be for the professional athletes. Had you gotten any feedback from those type of athletes who, you know, maybe juggling sponsor commitments to do a number of races and are going to have to try to figure out how they can peak for a DK in September versus a DK in May? 
We have, as a matter of fact. In fact, we have sponsors who uh, are already committed elsewhere uh, on that weekend. I, I believe that the weekend of September 12th is also uh, Marathon Nation, Mountain Bike Nationals, I believe, if I have that right. Uh, so we have sponsors who are already committed to be there. And, you know, a person can't be two places at once. So, uh, but the same would have been true for any weekend that, that we were looking at. So, uh, again, it's just a, a very difficult situation. But you know what? Um, uh, the cycling community is, is an amazing community, and we're all going to pull together, and uh, we're going to get through this. Yeah, we definitely are. I think another one of the considerations might be weather, depending on where you are in the world. How is the weather going to play out differently for a September date? You know, you, you, you are, are, are very insightful in that. Uh, October is uh, typically much wetter here than September. Uh, and, and that was part of our decision-making process as well, uh, is, um, you know, it, it, it's a coin flip on any weekend what the weather is going to be. But the best you can do is, is play the averages. And uh, if, if you look at uh, average uh, weather data, you run a higher risk of, of uh having precipitation uh, here in Kansas uh, in October than you would in September. So, uh, and the further, the further out you go, the, the less daylight you have as well. And so that also was a, a very strong consideration. I know in years past, the heat has been, been a big issue for Dirty <laughs> Kansas. What will September bring us? We should be past, uh, again, looking at the average data, uh, we should be past uh, the worst of it. Um, uh, July and August can be pretty oppressive here, uh, but by the time we get into September, uh, I mean, we could certainly have a warm day, but uh, the likelihood is is less uh, than if it had been in, in late August. Yeah, that could be interesting for some of the athletes. A little cooler weather might suit some people better than others. Yeah, right. So for the recreational athletes that are coming, um, obviously with any change in schedule, it may or may not work for them. Have you guys put together any policies about, uh, you know, if you need to change and defer for a year or anything like that? We have. In fact, you can find uh, information on that at our website at dirtykansa.com. We have uh, a, a FAQ page up there. Um, and so all of the that information it could be found in, in detail there. Uh, however, I, I'll be happy to give you uh, a brief uh, uh, rundown of, of what those options are. Of course, option one is to uh, go with the September date. And if, and if that's your choice, uh, a, a rider uh, doesn't, doesn't have to do anything. You're automatically, if you re- if you were registered for original date, you're automatically registered for the new date. Um, if that date does not work for you for for whatever reason, um, you have two options uh, available to you. One would be to defer to 2021, and uh, we are offering that option at no additional cost uh, to the participant uh, as long as they let us know that that is their desire uh, by May 15th. Um, then the third option would be uh, a refund, and we will offer um, full refund minus any processing fees um, 
uh, again if we're notified by May 15. Um, and then if a person has any questions at all, uh, they can go to our web page and look, look for that information or uh, they can reach out to uh, Treva, our athlete services manager at dkinfo at lt.live. Great. Well, it certainly seems like you've given athletes uh, all kinds of options for how to manage their late season calendar. Probably a, on a good news for some athletes might be, hey, now you've got more time to train. That's exactly right. Or, or you can uh, wait a little longer before you start, huh? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Get, get to work right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I know an, another innovative thing you guys just got done completing was the first ever DK virtual training camp. Um, do you want to talk through what happened over the weekend? I attended a couple of the sessions and found them very informative, but there might be information out there that athletes that weren't able to attend this weekend are able to get. Yes, yeah, so uh, we should have had our DKXL training camp uh, last weekend and our uh, regular spring Dirty Kansas training camp this weekend. Of course, both of those were canceled because of the COVID-19 situation. And so uh, our team has uh, worked very hard to put together a virtual training camp experience, and that ran uh, from last uh, this past Thursday uh, through today, uh, but much of that information can still be found um, on our website and on our uh, uh, Dirty Kansas Facebook page. And then there's also uh, a good bit of information on the Dirty Kansas Instagram page. Uh, so a lot of that, uh, in, uh, a lot of the sessions and presentations from sponsors and pro athletes. A lot of that was recorded and uh, will live uh, on those channels uh, so that uh, people can go and, and access that information. Great, great. And as I said, I, I found a number of the sessions very interesting. So I encourage people to go over there and check it out. Jim, going back to the race itself, do you, just as out of personal curiosity, and I don't know the specific history on this, do you change the course every year by um, every year, or is it just something that happens from time to time? Um, we have, we had fallen into a pattern of about every two years we were changing the course. And uh, we're happy to report, though, that uh, um, it only took us 15 years, but we now have two courses uh, that we're going to, our plan moving forward is that we're going to alternate between these two courses. Um, uh, this year, 2020, we will be going north, uh, much like we did last year. Um, there was one minor tweak that we made to the 200-mile route uh, just to kind of uh, there was one road that I just had to get worked in because it's one of my favorite roads. And so we, we made a, a little bit of, of a bit of changes to the latter part of the first leg to incorporate this uh, amazing stretch of gravel. Um, but uh, that will be our, our north route. And then uh, we now have a south route that uh, we're excited about. It's similar to what um, people uh, may be familiar with as they've come to Dirty Kansas the last few years and uh, when we went south. But again, we made a, a few tweaks and little improvements to that. So 
going forward, uh, if things go to plan, on even-numbered years, we'll be going north, and on odd-numbered years, we'll be going south. Interesting. And for the for the DK veterans, directionally, is there one that people thought was harder versus easier? <laughs> that depends on what direction the wind's blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think there's more uh, vertical climbing, vertical gain in the north route, um, and a few more trees maybe. Um, but then, uh, yeah, the southern routes maybe uh, a little bit more exposed, so that you, you know you have a little bit more wind associated maybe. But they're they're both amazing routes. Uh, like I say, we've we've spent the last few years uh, just fine tuning these things and getting them just right and. Uh, we're we're excited about both of them. Yeah, it's a neat way of doing it. It kind of gives it a little bit of different color and flavor every year. I think your your inclination when you first do an event is, oh, I just want to pick the best of the trails and roads I have around here. But by it, you know, fortunately, in in a lot of places, there's a lot of options. So it's it's really cool for you to be able to highlight two amazing routes, particularly of that length. I find that really exciting and indicative about the terrain you have around Emporia. And the other thing that this does to us is that it really allows us to spread the wealth, so to speak, in, in that the north route uh, utilizes uh, two, two towns for checkpoint locations, and the south route uh, utilizes two separate, uh, two, two different towns for checkpoint locations. And so, uh, you know, the, the circus comes to town, so to speak, uh, to these communities uh, on alternating years, and and we can, um, you know, allow more communities to be involved in, in Dirty Kansas this way. So we're real excited about that. As as are these these other outlying communities. Yeah, I bet that's really neat. Well, Jim, thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I know you've been busy. Um, I think you know you your heart is with gravel community. I know you thought long and hard about the decision to move. Some of it was out of your hands, but some a lot of it was obviously in your hands. So, thanks for sharing all the backstory there, and we'll make sure to continue to get the word out. Well, thanks uh, thanks for the opportunity to be on with you tonight. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Big thanks to Jim and the DK team for the time today, and thanks to them for being flexible with people's entry. I think no one can complain about the options in terms of rolling over your entry, using it in September, or or getting a full refund. Now let's hear from a handful of athletes as to what their plans are in September. We've got professional athletes Payson McKelvin and Amanda Nauman on the line, as well as Frank Overton from FastCat Coaching, and a handful of other athletes that are sharing their vision for what their fall calendar is going to look like. Hello, Gravel Ride Podcast. Payson McKelvin here, uh, just providing the requested comment on the Dirty Kansas date change. Um, yeah, wild times with the pandemic going on, and I think Probably a lot of us saw this coming. Um, the team and I had a few days to kind of weigh the pros and cons of a, of a, a tough uh, schedule conflict that arose from the new Dirty Kansas date. Um, and we've decided to stick with mountain biking that weekend. Um, it just so happened that the new Dirty Kansas date falls on the same day as the Marathon National Championships. Um, I had two major goals for 2020 
the first being Dirty Kanza, the second being Marathon National Championships. Um, I'm kind of in a unique position in that uh, we're having success both on the mountain bike and in gravel racing these days, and I find myself wanting to do all of everything, <laughs> which obviously is uh, uh, not always possible, especially when a whole year's re- whole year's worth of racing gets condensed into the second half of the year. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be able to race 30 Kansas in 2020. Um, we're prioritizing um, taking back those stars and stripes at Marathon Nationals. Uh, but I know the Flint Hills of Kansas aren't going anywhere. I know the organizers did everything they could to find a date that made the most sense for the most number of people, and I totally understand the fact that um, I'm in a very unique position. There aren't many folks that are probably planning on racing both Marathon Nationals and Dirty Kansas. So I wish everybody the best. I'm going to miss being on that start line in Emporia very, very much, um, but look forward to seeing the gravel community at pretty much all the other gravel events this year, like Belgian Waffle and Big Sugar and a handful of others. So stay well, um, stay strong in these challenging times, and see you all on a start line soon. Bye. Hey, this is Amanda Nauman from Lake Forest, California. I'm just calling in to comment on the Dirty Kansas postponement to September um, yeah, it's kind of a big announcement, and I think one that we were all pretty much expecting. Um, it didn't seem very safe to have this event end of May, and I'm happy that they made this decision this early so that people can plan for it. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a unique unique situation for me because I'm putting on uh, the Mammoth Tough event with Dave Sheik, and it's the weekend following um, Dirty Kansas' new postponement date. So, For us, I think it's going to be a bit tough. Uh, We haven't really made a decision on what we're going to be able to do in September. Um, So far, our event is still moving forward, but whether or not we'll be able to jump back and forth from Emporia and then head over to Mammoth right after is probably going to be a stretch. So, yeah, um, kind of a, a tough time right now for us. and. I think it's great that there's still a lot of people who are going to be able to attend the event in September, and I'm hoping that, you know, the local community is still going to be able to see the benefit of that and people still coming and traveling um, as long as it's still safe then. You know, you never know what's going to happen in the next few months. But, yeah, just wanted to call in, give my two cents. Um, I hope everybody is staying safe, doing well, not riding in groups, and uh, looking forward to all these events in the fall. All right, thanks. Hi, this is Claudia Baring from Boulder, Colorado, and I race with the Wadi Inc. Gravel Collective Project. And for Dirty Kansa changing to September, I'm really glad they did that because it's really the right thing to do. And for me, as with probably a lot of other people, it makes my fall calendar very interesting and my training really different. For right now, I'm just going to go back to base like most people. And then I am racing SBT Gravel. I'm racing Worlds, Gravel Worlds, the next weekend. Oh, and three weeks before this, I'm racing a Fondo here. So 100 miles, three weeks later, SBT, the following weekend, which SBT is on Sunday, and then uh, Worlds is on Saturday. I'm racing, uh, so yeah, 100 miles, 140 miles, 
150 miles, and then three weeks later, I'm racing Dirty Kansas. So my training is going to be very interesting, and my fall will be amazing um, if I can make it through it, which I will. And so um, I will be riding a lot <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> Hi, Craig. This is Bob Spada from the Bay Area calling. Uh, to answer your question, how do I feel about the change in DK 2020? how it affects my training. Uh, I have mixed emotions about it. Um, on the one hand, I would love to do it, but uh, the reality is that my schedule was planned around doing it at the end of May. So I'm going to opt for rolling over my entry to 2021. Uh, I, in light of all the things going on right now and uh, the continued lockdown, uh, I don't know that I could even build a, a training base that would be sufficient to do it in September. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll it over and, you know, just keep uh, the thoughts and prayers that uh, this thing subsides soon and we can all get back to normal. Thanks. Hey, this is Kristen Carpenter. With, I'm from Durango, Colorado, and I will be – I am registered to do my first Dirty Kansas 200 this year. And regarding the change of dates from May to September, I'm actually really excited about it because it gives me more time to train. I was definitely feeling a little fearful of showing up to do this for the first time. Um, also, it helps me figure out my bike situations during a time when my personal budget has changed. So I may or may not be doing that, but it's nice to have a little more time either way. I really hope everybody decides to show up in September um, the thing I miss most is our community, and I can't wait to reconnect with everybody. So I'm actually pretty fired up about the change, and I'm glad that they were able to find a date that worked. Thanks. Hey, Craig. This is Pete Beers from Falls Church, Virginia, and I was commenting you were asking about uh, the change of dates for the 30 Cons of 200 and its impact. And my reaction was it was a little tough. Uh, my First of all, I say that there's absolutely no way that anybody wanted those dates to change. And it's hard and it's not, it's going to be a lose lose for everybody involved. The hard part for every event that isn't Dirty Kanza is that when you move a 900 pound gorilla like Dirty Kanza to a different time of year, all of the small events, smaller events, a month before, a month after, end up being really negatively impacted by that. Um, and in the same way, Emporia, Kansas is kind of dependent on Dirty Kanza, all of these other small rural towns are impacted by their events being negatively impacted by the move of date. It's just a really tough situation, and there's no winning for anyone. It's really hard on Emporia, and it's really hard on the folks who are organizing Kanza. But there are so many other events uh, that depend on people showing up to them. It's just a really tough time. So thanks for doing this. Thanks for considering, and thanks for listening. This is Frank Overton with Fast Cab Coaching in Boulder, Colorado. And with the Dirty Kanza being changed to September 12th, what that means is the time.
timing of everyone's training changes. And most athletes need to hit the reset button. Basically, now we're in the off season. And even though here we are with uh, April and good weather coming around, everyone needs to adjust their periodization. April becomes more chill. May not near as as uh, aggressive as what it was going to be. June, July, and August is a lot of a lot of sweet spot training, long gravel simulation rides. And then as a coach, we start to think about when to apply an overload, a training camp, a big block of training bigger than you've ever done before. That would happen third week in August, right before Labor Day, to allow for a two- to three-week <clears throat> taper, well-designed, a lot of rest in order to peak for September 12th. So that's what I have been doing as a coach and for all my athletes, and uh, that's what the change to September 12th to Dirty Kanda means. Thanks. So that's it for this special mini edition of the Gravel Ride Podcast. I appreciate you spending a little bit of your pandemic week with me. I hope everybody's doing well and as safe as can be. Remember, let's be riding solo right now and no group rides. Let's get through this as soon as possible so we can get back to the fun stuff. As always, I welcome your feedback on Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at craig at thegravelride.bike. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, please visit me at buymeacoffee.com slash thegravelride and buy me a cup of joe. Until next time, here's to finding some dirt under your wheels. Thank you.